Finn J.D. John, FJ at OffBeatOregon.com, and this is the Daily Offbeat Oregon History Podcast. It's Monday, so this is an archive show. First published as a newspaper column sometime in the last 10 years. Thanks for downloading, and I hope you enjoy the show. This story was first published on July 5th of 2010 under the headline, Oregon's first newspaper, the Flumgudgeon Gazette, was written out longhand. Here we go. Oregon's first printing press started operations in February 1846, producing a paper called The Oregon Spectator out of Oregon City. But what most history buffs don't realize is The Spectator wasn't the state's first newspaper. That honor goes to a tiny satirical publication called The Flumgudgeon Gazette and Bumblebee Budget, also from Oregon City. It came out the previous year, and every copy was written out longhand. The Chicago Tribune, as you probably know, is affectionately known as the Trib. It would be nice to think of the Flumgudge and Gazette being affectionately dubbed the Gudge. Unfortunately, we can only speculate about that. In any case, the Gudge was a tri-weekly paper, and it only put out a dozen or so editions, just enough to get through the session of the Oregon Territorial Legislature. And as you can imagine, the press run wasn't much to shout about either. The amount of time required to write an entire newspaper out longhand three times a week kept the number of copies down in the low two-digit range. Author Huston writes that this little periodical, its slapstick name and tiny press run notwithstanding, was taken very seriously and kept the lawmakers on their toes. It also had a strong satirical bent. Its subtitle was, quote, A newspaper of the Salamagundi order devoted to scratching and stinging the follies of the times. The Flumgudgeon Gazette's editor was a man who called himself Curl Tail Coon, or Long Tail Coon, but was actually named Charles Edward Pickett. In launching his newspaper, Pickett was stealing a march on a group of Oregon City notables who had founded an organization called the Oregon Lyceum in 1844 to raise money to start a newspaper in Oregon. This it did, the result being the Oregon Spectator. But it took a while to bring the press from New York City, which is why it didn't start publishing until two years later. As it turned out, the Flumgudgeon Gazette was the first newspaper not just in Oregon but anywhere in America west of the Rockies which isn't saying as much as it sounds like, since California was part of Mexico at the time. It also set a certain feisty, sarcastic, muckraking tone for West Coast newspapers, later to become known as the Oregon Style. Not possessing a printing press, Pickett couldn't compete when the Spectator's press arrived, although that didn't stop disgruntled Spectator editor George Curry two years later when he quit to start his own paper. Curry actually made a press out of wood and carved some of the type he needed out of wood as well when he launched Oregon's third paper, The Free Press, to compete head-to-head with The Spectator. Curry later became governor, so if his name sounds familiar, that's probably why. In the meantime, Pickett had moved on, gone on to make even more history down in California, which by that time had become part of the U.S., Pickett had moved to Sacramento and was once again making a name for himself as a political pain in the butt down there, 
In the mid-1870s, he started a fight during a trial before the California Supreme Court. Did I say before the California Supreme Court? I meant with the California Supreme Court. He seized one of the judges and dragged him off his seat on the bench. This stunt resulted in a sensational contempt of court trial and an eight-month jail sentence for Pickett. Pickett later sued the court for $100,000 for this, but he lost. As an afterward, the original Oregon Spectator didn't even last ten years. It was closed down in 1855, four years before Oregon became a state. Sometime considerably later, how much later I haven't been able to learn, but at least a hundred years, a journal of opinion and news analysis was launched under the same name. This publication claims to be the original Oregon Spectator in its 164th year of publication, but I haven't been able to find any connection between the two publications other than the name. It is available only online and is presented in a sort of a mixed media format. Key sources in this story have included works by Frederick Huston, Lawrence Clark Powell, Richard Heinzkill, and Andrew Jewell. That's our show for today. Thanks again for listening. This podcast is part of Offbeat Oregon History, a public history resource for the state we love. What you've been listening to is one of more than 500 stories originally created and published as newspaper columns in first-run syndication between 2008 and today. You can read them all at offbeatoregon.com. Other Offbeat Oregon goodies include an active Facebook page, a Twitter feed, a ton of historic photos, and a bunch more stuff, plus a book including visuals for today's show and full citations to sources. All these things are accessible via our hub page at offbeatoregon.com. This podcast is covered under a Creative Commons license. For details, see offbeatoregon.com cc. Our theme music is by the Atlas String Band and was written by Carmen Facara. Listen and download more at atlasstringband.com. Questions, critiques, ideas for a future episode? Email me at fj at offbeatoregon.com. Episodes of Offbeat Oregon History are uploaded around 6 a.m. every weekday, so the next one will be on your device and ready to go before you know it. Until then, go out and fill up the rest of the day with good stuff. Bye now. (laughs) ¶¶